Are you an athlete who has big aspirations but struggling to keep an intense and persistent workout routine? Well, look no further. TurfWorkout.com brings the intensity that is designed for increasing footwork, explosivity, transitional running, strength, speed, and core all to you virtually. Designed by Dale Greenwald, CSCS strength and conditioning specialist who has trained athletes at the pro, college, and high school levels, TurfWorkout.com brings you weekly workout plans sent each week to guide athletes at all levels with each video being demonstrated by a Division One athlete. For the low price of $20, you can start your first workout with Turf and for an additional $10, receive weekly workouts designed by Coach Greenwald himself. So, if you're an athlete in need of a consistent and intense workout to improve your game during these difficult times, you must check out TurfWorkout.com. Alright, what's going on everybody? Back at you with another episode of Quarantine Football. Like always, I'm your co-host Ryan with you guys today. Always here talking football. Uh, nice to sit down uh, like always in in, uh, in my good old bedroom uh, and be able to talk with my great co-host Nate. What's going on man? How's your day? Yo, I'm doing pretty well. You know, uh, you're really bringing the energy today, so uh, you're definitely oh, yeah. breathing some life, oh, yeah. breathing some life into my day. Hopefully, you are having the same effect on our listeners. I hope everyone that listens to our podcast just gets energized. You know, uh, I know when I hear people talk about football, and when I talk about f- football, instantly makes my day just that much better. Uh, so I, I really sincerely hope that everyone that's listening feels that same thing. Yeah, definitely. You know, uh, today for me, you know, uh, not much, just uh, just chilling most of the time, relaxing. Uh, for me, uh, this upcoming Monday, I get the uh, the honor of uh, walking across our uh, makeshift stage at our high school for graduation. You know, uh, next best thing. Uh, so really looking forward to that, you know, being, finally being done with high school. Uh, can't wait to finally be a graduate and uh, move on with the next uh the next portion of my life at uh, JMU. You feel me? Yeah, definitely, bro. Uh, big, big props to you for going to JMU. I'm excited, excited for your success there for sure. Oh yeah. Um, personally, I'm very excited for uh, moving my uh, academic career to Wash U in St. Louis. That'll be pretty nice, you know. We've already got uh, they've got a schedule out for when we're gonna open, so hopefully they stay to that, and hopefully I could actually go. Yeah, definitely. Uh, they same thing for us. You know, they're saying uh, in the fall they want to have uh, us all there, and they're sticking to it so far. I mean, where where uh, JMU is, which is uh, Harrisonburg, they've only had 500 cases so far, so it's really hasn't been that bad. But then again, you know, uh, 20,000 kids at college. I know uh, not all of them live on campus and all that, so probably more around like I don't even know. I'm I'm terrible at math, but it it's still a lot of kids. Put it that way. So. I got to see what happens, but I, I'm I'm confident I'll be able to go there in the fall. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, hopefully. But uh, today we're here to talk with you guys about our uh, predictions for the AFC West teams, which is uh, Nate's favorite division because they have the good old uh, Raiders in that division, which now are located in Las Vegas. But in the meantime, we're going to discuss uh, our first team, which is the Denver Broncos. Nate. I'll let you start this one off, man. Uh, what do you have to say about the Broncos? Yeah, listen, I've, I've talked about the Broncos quite a bit on this podcast. Uh, I don't like the Broncos just because I'm a Raiders fan. You know, it's always uh, always tough to to look at other teams that are on the come up when you like when you like a team that's in the same division. But, I mean, I think the Broncos definitely fit into that category of a team that is on the come up. 
Uh, Drew Locke, I think, definitely proved a lot of his doubters wrong uh, last season. I think he was like 5-1 and one to end off the season. Uh, he definitely had really good chemistry with his wide receivers, particularly Cortland Sutton. And uh, he showed that he could really be a franchise QB in this league, potentially. Uh, obviously, he's not Patrick Mahomes, but uh, reminds me a little bit of what Patrick Mahomes went out and did in those last couple games of his rookie year before he took over full-time at, in, his, uh, in his second season. But uh, I think the Broncos have also done a really good job of building up the core around him. Obviously, they snagged Jerry Judy in the draft, which is huge. I think they got uh, Michael Pittman, too. Correct me if I'm wrong. No, no. They got, um, uh, they got KJ Hamler. Oh, KJ Hamler. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So they also got uh, KJ Hamler. And I think they're, uh, they're really going to be primed for success. The offensive side, they also got Melvin Gordon. I mean, they made a lot of additions. I think that their defense is still going to stay strong with Vaughn Miller. Uh, obviously, they did lose Chris Harris, but I still think that's going to be a strong unit. And uh, yeah, I, I think this is going to be a really successful team. So without further ado, I'm going to jump right into my record prediction here. Uh, so yeah, versus Tennessee, they're going to start off 1-0. and uh, Versus Pittsburgh, they're going to go 1-1. Uh, and uh, Versus Tampa Bay, they're going to be 2-1. and Versus the Jets, they're going to be 3-1. and uh, Versus the uh, Patriots, they're going to be 3-2. and Versus the Dolphins, they're going to be four and two. Versus Kansas City, they're going to be three and three, uh, four and three. And then a bye, and then against Atlanta, they're going to be five and three. Against the Raiders, they're going to be six and three. Against the Chargers, they're going to be seven and three. Against the Saints, they're going to be eight and three. Against the Chiefs again, they're going to be eight and four. Against Carolina, they're going to be nine and four. Against Buffalo, they're going to be ten and four. Against the Chargers, they're going to be 11-4. and four. And then against the Raiders again, they're going to be 11-5, and five, and that is where they're going to end off the season. Uh, and, yeah, I just, I think this team is uh, – I think they're really talented. I think that they are on the call. But I think this is their breakout season here. Man, 11-5. and five. I don't know if I could – I got high hopes for the Broncos, but I don't know if I could put them at 11-5, and five, you know, right off the bat. I know Drew Locke is, like, a really uh, good up-and-coming young quarterback – but I, I just I just don't know about eleven and five, man. I just don't. You know, it's fair. I mean, it's a big it's a big leap, but I feel like there are always a couple teams that really make that step, that transition. I think this year it's going to be the Broncos and it's going to be the Cardinals are those two teams that are really going to step up. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I mean, every year we see this one team make that really big step, and you know, I spoke highly of the Cardinals. I think that's going to be the team. You know, with the Broncos, I feel like they got they got all the talent. But in the end, it all pretty much falls on Drew Locke. Whether if, if Drew Locke pans out this year or not pans out, just shows up this year and proves that he's a, uh, a great quarterback in the NFL, then they could definitely go 11 and 5. But I just don't know if he'll reach that potential this year. Maybe maybe another season, like one more season. But, you know, I, I could definitely see him going like nine and seven eight and eight maybe seven and nine i definitely can see a, a 500 record or a win over 500 at least this season you know uh they got a lot of talent in the draft but if you got to consider still that uh you know i know they got jerry judy and kj hamler but they're still rookies like they still got a lot to learn in the league because the nfl is extremely different from college but you know we'll see what happens uh so i'll go through uh their their schedule and I'll give you guys my opinion on uh, their record. So uh, week one against Tennessee, 0-1. Pittsburgh, 1-1. Tampa Bay, 1-2. Jets, 2-2. New England, 3-2. Miami, 3-3. Kansas City, 3-4. Uh, By week, Atlanta, 4-4. Las Vegas, 
five and four, Chargers five and five, New Orleans five and six, Kansas City five and seven, Carolina six and seven, Buffalo seven and seven, Chargers eight and seven, and Las Vegas eight and eight. So I have them going eight and eight right out of five hundred record. I just think, you know, I don't know if Drew Locke will truly be consistent this season and if he'll truly be a uh, top 10 or top 15 quarterback. But I think, you know, eight and eight is 100% realistic, nine and seven, possibly, maybe even 10 and six. I just think 11 and five is a little bit of a bold, is of a bold take. Yeah, you know, it's a bold take, but I really do believe that. Uh, I think that there are other, there's some other teams that other people think are going to make big leaps that I really strongly disagree with. Uh, but yeah, I, I definitely think this is a team that's primed for success. A and A would still be a good step up for them, but I really, I think they're going to be around that like 10, 11 win mark, man. I mean, I hope you're right because the Broncos, you know, if, if they're that good, they're going to be a fun team to watch. You know, they got some great talent and they already got, uh, they got some great edge rushers with, uh, Vaughn Miller and, uh, Chubb. So I, I hope you're right. You know, I want to see the Broncos uh, be that good. I hope I'm wrong. Well, yeah, I mean, you you got the Raiders, and you you you, you uh you know you're a Raiders fan, so I mean, you probably hope that every team in your division goes 0 and 16. Yep, pretty pretty <laughs> much how it is. But uh, I'll move on to the uh, the Chiefs. Uh, Nate, you want to start this one off again? Yeah, sure. Uh, so the Chiefs, there's not much you need to say. They're insane. They didn't really lose too many pieces to significantly hinder their performance this year. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is still Patrick Mahomes. Uh, and they got a nice running back to climb in that offense. They're still going to be great. I'm just going to jump right into the record. There's really not much to say here. Uh, so, yeah, their first game for this versus the Texans, they're going to be 1-0 versus the Chargers, 2-0 versus the Ravens, 2-1 versus the Patriots, 3-1 versus the Raiders, 4-1 versus Buffalo, 5-1 versus Denver, 6-1 versus the Jets, 7-1 versus Carolina, 8-1 and, and then a bye versus the Raiders, 8-2 uh versus the Buccaneers 9 and 2 versus the Broncos 10 and 2 versus the Dolphins 11 and 2 versus the Saints uh 11 and 3 versus the Falcons 12 and 3 and then versus the Chargers 13 and 3 they have another really good record they're going to have another march to the playoffs and uh yeah they're going to they're definitely going to attain a lot of success here i can see this team being the easy division winners and then the Broncos potentially being a wild card co- uh competitor yeah, you know, I mean, Chiefs, like you said, not a lot to say about them here. Uh, I'll just go right into their record. Uh, so Houston week one, one and zero. Chargers two and zero. Baltimore three and zero. New England four and zero. Las Vegas five and zero. Buffalo six and zero. Denver seven and zero. Jets eight and zero. Carolina nine and zero. By week, then uh, Las Vegas ten and zero. Tampa Bay ten and one. Denver eleven and one. Miami twelve and one. New Orleans thirteen and one, Atlanta fourteen and one, and then Chargers fourteen and two. Only reason why I say fourteen and two for the and have them losing to the Chargers is because that last week they rest all their players and they purposely uh, don't try at all and they lose that game, which we see I feel like way too often in the NFL now, which kind of kind of stinks. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you would agree with that. I disagree. They're going to be running their. Uh, they're going to be running for the one seed here. Uh, I think the one seed has a much bigger advantage than it used to, you know, because the second seed no. Well, they're not. They're not doing. They're not doing that uh, next season. They're doing it the season after. Oh, never mind. Then never mind. I agree with you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know that week seventeen game. There are the week seventeen games for like those top teams are just so pointless. Like they shouldn't even have to play. Yeah, 
it's just it's just so weird. But uh, you know, another question I wanted to ask. I mean, with Kansas City and their uh, their backfield, who do you think going to be the running back to own in fantasy for uh, Kansas City this upcoming season? Nobody. I I got too sucked into trying to make Damian Williams work last year, and it was like. Every week, it was like, oh, who's going to get the ball? Who's not going to get the ball? And then some weeks, nobody got the ball. And, like, yes, the Chiefs, as a as a team, their running back situation is generally pretty good. Like, they use their running backs a lot, especially in the passing game. But you really don't know who it's going to be on any particular day. You don't know, is it going to be Darwin Thompson who's going to pop it up, pop off? Is it going to be Damian Williams? Is it going to be, uh, what's his name, Daryl Williams? Is it going to be Clyde Edwards-Alaire? Like, we really don't know. I would honestly avoid anyone in that backfield. I think that Clyde Edwards Hilaire might get overdrafted in a lot of leagues, but I don't think that's uh I don't think that's really uh something that you would want to do as a fantasy owner. Oh yeah, hundred like Clyde Clyde Edwards Hilaire is gonna get so overdrafted. Oh. Just like uh who 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 were other rookie running backs last year? Like Daryl Freeman. Lewis Freeman. Yeah, and like Daryl Henderson last year, he got overdrafted and then uh Ronald Jones that one year he got picked in like the fifth round for whatever reason. So I honestly agree. But if like, if Clyde Edwards Hilaire falls to me, like the eighth round, like I'm taking him there, honestly. Yeah. I, I think I would honestly, it depends on like how the scene kind of develops, but I'm just, I, I just don't think it's worth the hassle. Even if he turns out to be like a breakout guy, I don't think it's worth the hassle of deciding every single week based on matchup, whether he's going to be a starter or not. I think they're running backs. You can get a whole lot earlier. That'll be more of like de facto starters. Uh, and there are running backs that you get later that are probably going to have more games that are obvious that they're going to be starters. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I, I definitely, definitely not uh, looking to target any Chiefs running backs this upcoming season. But uh, moving on from that, uh, Nate, I'm going to let you uh, take this one away again first. Uh, we're moving on to the Las Vegas Raiders uh, and what their upcoming season is looking like. Uh, Nate, I want to hear what you got to say about this one. Yeah, to be completely honest, I like how our team is progressing so far. I think that we're developing pretty well. Uh, but John Gruden has long-term plans in mind. He's a ten-year. He's on a ten-year contract as a coach. Very lucrative deal, and he's really trying to build. Him and Mike Mayock are really trying to build this up uh, very methodically. You know, they're not trying to rush it at all. And I just don't think this year is really the year. I think that eventually we're going to move on from Derek Carr, whether it's this offseason or next offseason. Uh, I mean, not this one. I mean, whether it's after this season or after the next season after this one, uh, I don't think Derek Carr's the guy. I don't think he's really going to lead us to the playoffs, but I could see a solid like eight and eight. I think that we're making steps on our way to uh like, it's a slow rebuild, but we'll be good probably like next year, maybe two years from now this year, not quite the year, but, uh, I'll jump right into the record here. Uh, so we got, uh, we got Carolina week one, I'd say one and oh. Saints one and one, Patriots one and two, Buffalo two and two, the Chiefs two and three, and then a bye, and then we got uh, Tampa Bay uh, two and four, the Browns three and four, uh, the Chargers four and four, the Broncos uh, four and five, the Chiefs again five and five, the hmm, the Falcons six and five. The Jets seven and five, the Colts seven and six, the Chargers eight and six, uh, Miami eight and seven, and I know I'm contradicting myself here, but uh, actually no, I'll just go Denver nine and seven. I'm changing my record prediction. 
We're going to go 9-7 and seven for the Raiders. They're still not going to make the playoffs. But uh, like I said, they're going to be improved, but not enough to make the playoffs. Man, 9-7, and seven, I don't know, man. I just don't I – I don't think Derek Carr is the guy. I don't think he's going to lead you all to that record if I'm really being honest with you. That's fair. I mean, like, I – I, I I think it could be anywhere from like seven and nine to like nine and seven. Derek Carr's proven that he could be competent before, but I don't think he has any like like he's not gonna be atrocious, but he's also not gonna be great. So like I don't think we're gonna have a record that's lower than seven and nine, but I also don't think we're gonna have a record that's higher than like nine and seven, you know? Yeah, I mean it really just depends, I feel like, how your new additions play out, like uh Corey Littleton, Henry Ruggs, uh, you know, if Josh Jacobs really uh really takes that uh, starting role and just goes off this uh, this season. But of course, uh, in the end, a lot of the a lot of it falls on the quarterback. So I just don't I just don't think uh, Raiders will be all that this season. Uh, not all that. I just don't think they'll finish nine and seven. Uh, so I'll go through their schedule. Uh, I got week one against Carolina, one and zero. New Orleans, one and one. New England, one and two. Buffalo, one and three. Kansas City, one and four. Bye week. Tampa Bay one and five, Cleveland two and five, Chargers three and five, Denver um trying to, uh three and six, Kansas City three and seven, Atlanta four and seven, Jets five and seven, Indianapolis five and eight, Chargers five and nine, Miami six and nine, and Denver six and ten. So I see them going six and ten realistically. I think they got a bright future, but uh, I don't think uh, this season they're gonna finish uh, five hundred or nine and seven. Honestly. Yeah, listen, I'm biased, but uh, I don't think we're going six and ten. Uh, I'm. Well, let me hear your reasoning for that. I want. I want to hear that. My reasoning is that like the offense that's built is not great, but it's also like pretty like fail safe. You know, like Derek Carr has a lot of options underneath that he could throw to. Uh, Henry Ruggs, I think a lot of people think of think of him as just a deep threat, but he's also a guy who could be uh, like an across the middle, short, like on a slant route kind of thing that could take that to the house. You got Darren Waller, who's also really good on those shorter routes, uh, really good safety valve. And we've got a, we're going to have a really good running back game because we have a solid O-line and we have a very good running back in Josh Jacobs. Uh, and our defense is going to be slightly improved. I don't think it's going to be anything great, but Corey Littleton is definitely going to be able to anchor that defense better than anyone that we've had uh, in the recent past. So I don't see any, any reason that we should be that we shouldn't be hovering around 500. Because it's gonna be a safe, it's gonna be a lot of safe plays during our games. I just want to quote you real quick. Quote: Henry Ruggs will be a bust. Back when we did our uh, our draft uh, prediction, did I, say, did I say that he would be yes. necessarily a yes. live up to No, it? you said you said a bust. You you said a bust. No, no, no. Now, now, right now. Yeah, did well, I, I wonder. I wonder why you changed your mind. No, I didn't change my mind. Did I say that he's going to be a good player? Did I say that he's going to pan out to be worth a number, like a first overall pick? That's a fair point. You make you make. All a I said was that he'll be a weapon. He'll be a weapon in the like on a slant. That doesn't mean he's going to be a good overall wide receiver. You know who else is like a weapon on a slant or was a weapon on a slant? Oh, Darius Hayward Bay. <laughs> I remember that guy. Yeah, uh, he was a he was a, he was a deep he was a deep threat and he was pretty good on those shorter passes taking them to the house. But he was not a consistent receiver. He had a lot of drops, not the best route runner. So uh, that ended up being a bust. So I'm not saying that he's going to be great, but I am saying that he'll definitely add a different dimension to the passing game. You know? Yeah, for sure. But uh, we'll see we'll see what happens with rugs. But uh, moving on to the uh, L.A. Chargers, I'll start this one out. Um, 
we've spoke about this a lot in our past episodes with uh, Justin Herbert. We don't like Herbert. I think we've made that clear. Herbert's, uh, you know, he's one of those guys that uh, if he ever, for some reason, asked us to come on as a uh, as a guest or we ever asked him to come on as a guest, he, he'd say no because we, we bash this man uh, so much for, like, no, like, I'm sure he's a great guy, but we bash his football uh, skills, like, way too much because we just don't like him. And, uh, Nate, I'm sure you agree with me. Yeah. <laughs> we like like if we were to make a list of guys that like would never say yes to coming on our show, I'd say we it, the top 3 would be Jimmy Garoppolo, Mitch Trubisky, and Justin Herbert. Yeah, probably. I mean, we if we, the only other guy we probably bash more than Herbert is Jimmy Garoppolo. We we absolutely hate that man, and I'm sure he's like yeah. I'm sure he's like a splendid like characteristic guy, but you know, Jimmy Garoppolo, you you stink. Yeah, you mean charismatic? Charis, what, whatever. I don't care. He still thinks of football. Yeah, basically. <laughs> but, you know, going back to uh, the Chargers and Justin Herbert, uh, Chargers, they're going to be uh, last in the division this season. I don't see him being great. I see Herbert uh, being a bust. Pretty pretty simple. I know they got uh, a lot of talent around them, but that's just, that's just how I see it. So I'm going to go through their schedule and uh, let you guys know what I think. So week one against Cincinnati, 1-0. Then uh, Kansas City one and one, Carolina two and one, Tampa Bay two and two, New Orleans uh, two and three, Jets two and four, Miami two and five, Jacksonville three and five, Las Vegas. Shoot, I don't remember if I had Las Vegas winning or not. I'm gonna say, uh, hmm, I'm trying to remember what I what I have their record at now. Shoot, I messed this one up. Two and three, uh, three and three, three and four. Uh, okay, okay, now I got it. Uh. Four and five. All right, Las Vegas four and five. Sorry, I, I had a complete brain fart there. Uh, bye week. Denver four and six. Buffalo four and seven. New England four and eight. Atlanta four and nine. Las Vegas four and ten. Denver uh four and eleven. And Kansas City four and twelve. I see him going four and twelve and being bottom of the division here. Uh, I don't know if this is considered a bold prediction because I'm one of the uh, LA Chargers haters personally. But uh, what do you think about this, Nate? Yeah, I think you're almost spot on. I would actually put them a little worse. I think this team is going to be a dark horse, like, first pick contender, to be honest. Uh, I don't think that they're built very well. They have, like, a couple weapons at every position, but most of them are injury-prone. And uh, those couple weapons behind them, they don't have any depth. So uh, this is not going to be looking good at all if their team has any injuries. And knowing the Chargers pass, they definitely will have some injuries. Uh, and they don't have a good quarterback. Tyra Taylor serviceable, but they won't use him enough because there are going to be a lot of calls to bring in Justin Herbert after they lose the first couple of games. So, uh, yeah, I don't see this team doing well at all. I could see, like, 1-15 type record, but uh, I'll go through it game by game here. Uh, Bengals, 0-1. Uh, Chiefs, 0-2. Carolina, 0-3. Uh, Tampa Bay, 0-4. New Orleans, 0-5. Jets, 1-5. Dolphins one and six, Jags one and seven, Raiders one and eight, bye week, Denver one and nine, Buffalo one and ten, New England one and eleven, Atlanta one and twelve, Raiders one and thirteen, Denver one and fourteen, and Kansas City one and fifteen. I mean obviously they could get a win over Jacksonville. They could get a win over, I don't know, like Carolina, but I don't think they're going to. I have them at one and fifteen. Yeah, I mean you're you're an even bigger Chargers hater than I am. I'm pretty surprised by that, honestly. Yeah, I don't think they're gonna be good. Yeah, I mean, 
we both got the same thoughts. Just you got a much, much worse record than uh, than I do. I don't think Chargers will be the worst team in the league uh, this year. I think I made it pretty clear. I think it's going to be the uh, Jaguars or Panthers, one of one of one of them. But uh, yeah, that's pretty much uh, our overall thoughts on the uh, AFC West. Uh, Nate, you got anything else you want to say before we sign off? Uh, not really. I, I hope that everyone's having a good day. I hope that you guys enjoyed listening, even though we both had multiple brain farts during this episode. I know everyone could relate, so uh, I'm not too worried about it, you know? Uh, but yeah, I hope everyone has a good one today. Yeah, definitely. I mean, multiple brain farts, but I mean, that that's what make us, uh, that's what makes quarantine football the best. You know, we're, we're genuine or genuine. I don't even know how you pronounce that. Honestly, there's another brain, whatever. There's another brain fart, but, uh, you know, we're, we're original. We, uh, keep it real and we have brain farts pretty much, uh, the motto of quarantine football. But, uh, if you guys haven't make sure you follow us on Instagram at QF underscore Nate and Ryan and on Twitter at QF underscore NNR. We post funny content. We post behind the scenes content. We post updates. We post content overall. It's great content. Put it that way. So be sure follow us on there. Give us, uh, give us some likes and uh, some retweets on Twitter and all that good stuff. I want to thank everyone for listening today, and we'll see you guys next time. Are you an athlete who has big aspirations but struggling to keep an intense and persistent workout routine? Well, look no further. TurfWorkout.com brings the intensity that is designed for increasing footwork, explosivity, transitional running, strength, speed, and core all to you virtually. Designed by Dale Greenwald, CSCS strength and conditioning specialist who has trained athletes at the pro, college, and high school levels, turfworkout.com brings you weekly workout plans sent each week to guide athletes at all levels with each video being demonstrated by a Division One athlete. For the low price of $20, you can start your first workout with Turf and for an additional $10, receive weekly workouts designed by Coach Greenwald himself. So if you're an athlete in need of a consistent and intense workout to improve your game during these difficult times, you must check out turfworkout.com.